Retirement is often seen as a destination, but we believe it's an opportunity to pursue your passions, realize your dreams, and live a purposeful life. Great decisions, incredible lives. Retire with Intention podcast is about more than just money. It's about embracing the things that truly matter, the experiences, the relationships, and the impact you leave behind. Here is your host, John Creekmer. Hey, John here. Everybody, welcome again to another edition of Great Decisions, Incredible Lives, Retire with Intention podcast. And I am so excited for you all to join us today and introduce you to a friend of ours, Stephen Hart from Denver, Colorado. And uh, Stephen from the Colorado Wealth Group and just a phenomenal uh, resource, a great forward thinker. And I, I was looking over his bio, um, you know, ended up going to the University of Missouri and finished his bachelor's degree in there then moved out to Denver to start a wealth management firm. And um, Stephen is a CFP. He also holds the CHFC and the CLU. He is an accredited investment fiduciary. And uh, we may end up talking about fiduciary a little bit, and just, uh, um, just kind of the whole thought on that. And um, also certified in long-term care. And uh, Stephen, his wife, and Andrea, you know, living out in Denver, raising kids, living life, enjoying life, you know, a lot of things. Stephen, so happy to have you on the show today. I look forward to our conversation. And man, one of the things that stood out to me on your site, you guys have over 100 unbelievable five-star reviews from Google. And um, it's just amazing, just the feedback that you're getting on your process, the way you interact with people. Can you give us a high-level overview, introduce yourself to everybody, but also kind of walk through what do you think sets that apart from everybody else? And why is it you have so many positive reviews for a firm there in Denver? Well, thanks. Thanks, John. It's nice to be here. Um, I feel very flattered <laughs> by the introduction. So um, it feels a little undeserved. So I'm very humbled to be in your presence. Um, yeah, we've had some great success. And I think the reason for that is we've just kind of been committed to our belief that financial planning should be the lead driver here. And we you know, I've been doing this for 15 plus years, and I know that you've you can double or triple me there. But um, but uh, in terms of my experience, you know, prospective clients are looking to get an understanding of how all the pieces fit, and I think that our industry has been a little disjointed, mm -hmm. and we realize that, and we kind of handcrafted a process that walks our clients through. Uh, understanding how those those complexities all fit together, you know, from uh, the investment side and the insurance and estate planning and taxes and and planning with kids and and everything else in between. So, yeah, I'm very proud of that. And 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 in uh, our commitment to customer service, and I, I guess it results in some good good reviews. So, um, like I said, humble to be here and and uh, happy to have this conversation with you. You know, you mentioned kind of disjointed in this industry and, uh, you know, you kind of think about it. People have a lot of different financial uh, decisions they have to make. Everything from, you know, how they manage cash flow to the risk management on their insurances from their car, their house, their umbrella, uh, medical, disability, LTC. And then we go to the investment side, um, investment, both uh, savings and the short term for uh, three to five year purchases or long term for retirement. And, um, you know, you look at all the different decisions and then you have the banking side of things. And, um, you know, it seems like they're being bombarded with a lot of different decisions, but there's a lot of siloed one-off decisions they, they might make with someone that's looking at one area. 
So mm -hmm. what is the benefit to the client when you look more holistically from an overarching plan and try to consider all of those within the decision points instead of just looking one at a time? Is there a benefit to the client doing that? A hundred percent. I think that's probably the, the monarch of it. You know, why why you would do a comprehensive plan is to get an understanding of how those moving parts and pieces all fit together. So, uh, for instance, when we run a client through our financial planning process, not only are we investigating, you know, the the cash management and the investment options, as well as uh, maybe basic life insurance coverages, for example, we're also uncovering your auto insurance and homeowners insurance and credit card uh, rates and, you know, over doing an overview on your will or trust and estate planning documents. So I think that there are great professionals that can help inside of these silos. But when you get a good comprehensive firm, uh, financial planning firm in particular, that can look at everything, the common reaction that we get from our clients at the end of the process is just this release. Ah. Mm. You know, like ultimate peace of mind, ultimate uh, satisfaction that, okay, we have checked the boxes. We can move forward with our life now and not have to worry about this. So that's what gives me life and energy is that doing what we do creates this peace of mind that is is hard to come by. It, so that's my energy source. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's purely getting to that result of, uh, we have helped a client get rid of all that baggage and worry, and it's mm -hmm. all behind them now. And all they have to do is just execute. And mm -hmm. we've laid it all out for them. So having that blueprint is really the destination for us. You know, so Stephen, do you guys, you go through the planning process, we look at all those different areas you just mentioned. So some of them, I'm going to say the cash management side, as far as with their banking or their their debt side on their loans or credit card usage, or maybe even like their property and casualty side on their insurance, you evaluate all those things, but do you guys help them implement those things? Are you guys putting them into different property and casualty product? Or are they, are they going on back to their agent to work with those things? It's a little bit of both. You know, we have the capability at our firm to do investment management we can help with um, life insurance, disability insurance, and long-term care insurance. We do carry licensing for property and casualty just so we can stay in the know. We as a firm have opted out of, of directly helping our clients with those products simply because it, there's just so much to know. I mean, the, all the changes every single year with property claims and all of that, I would rather you know, rely on a, on a really good professional there. But, um, and, and same thing when it comes to preparing taxes, for instance, we don't prepare our clients taxes in-house. However, we do a lot of tax planning, meaning we need to collaborate with those tax professionals. So we're big on that. So our clients come into our, our system, our ecosphere, and we know who their CPA is, their estate attorney, their auto and property casualty insurance broker, and we consistently communicate with them um, to create a kind of a cohesive plan amongst all those moving parts and pieces. So to answer your question, certainly we can take care of a lion's share of, of all of it. But then those outside you know, pieces on the periphery, like property insurance, we just we know enough to make good recommendations and they can go execute. This is a general question, but do you find 
that working with different parties, let's, let's whether it be the the tax preparer or the tax analyst or the um, insurance individual or the estate planning attorney, um, do you find that they're open to working with uh, with you and your firm, or is there a little bit of like tr- like a trust that takes a while to build into it? So, what should clients expect? Should they expect that holistic team always working together, or should they expect like these one-off uh, conversations with the different professionals? I'm going to give you the honest and realistic answer. Um, I'm not, I don't want to sugarcoat anything here sure. for, for your listeners. A lot of times we're let down and the, our clients are too. They're upset with the experience they're getting from their tax preparer. They don't feel like they're getting enough. They don't feel like they're getting enough from their estate planner or the documents that person's helped them create. We do the very best job we can to create a better experience for them. Maybe we make an introduction to a new tax preparer and we, and we, Build the all-star team for them. Mm. Um, that that happens a lot. Um, but some people do come in and they've got a great relationship. And because of their relationship, they pull us into the mix and we have very good rapport. But more, more times than not, people are looking for better service. And mm. we try, we're very comfortable being at the center. So they come into our sphere and we can help make those good connections for them and start that cohesion um, because like I keep using the word disjointed. It's that's exactly what it is. Most people's financial life is a little disjointed. They've got a little bit of everything in all these different areas and they come to whether it's us or another firm like us, like your firm, you know, for instance, you come into the family and you mm-hmm. get that, you get that sense of, ah, oh, I'm taken care of now. And I just know that, when I place my trust in this advisor, they're going to make sure I'm with the best people I, that I need in my life. That's, yeah. So that's the approach we take. You know, it's so interesting you, you mentioned that. And I think that that's just so real. Um, those are things that we, same conversations we have all the time in all of our locations, um, is that I think that people are disappointed with the level of service that they receive and with the, uh, with the mist from their expectations. And um, that's really one of the reasons why, one of the thoughts and with us with this podcast is that I wanted to bring together just a greater community of people that really are pursuing excellence, that truly have a desire to say, let's actually enlarge the conversation of how we can actually help people make better decisions, and let's work together in doing that and bringing in both tax and then law and then bringing in other advisors and uh, other specialists in different areas to say, let's have a greater community of pushing that. And I think everyone gets better, and then ultimately – our clients are the ones ends up benefiting from all that. So, um, you know, I think that also kind of comes back to whenever you're looking at the holistic picture, whether or not you have a desire or you made an intentional decision to or not engage um, in a particular area, such as in property and casualty, whenever you're looking at that and giving counsel, that really is the true role of somebody who is what's called a fiduciary. And I think with the Department of Labor actually bringing out that uh, fiduciary rule a number of years ago as it relates to retirement plans, um, reality is some people in this industry, in the financial services industry, took the word fiduciary and turned it into a marketing term. Um, And it's truly not what that word has anything to do with. And so can you kind of talk through a little bit of what a fiduciary is? And then also, how does holistic planning fit within that definition of what a fiduciary is? Good question. Um, a funny joke that we have at our firm here is that we were fiduciaries before it was cool. Uh, so <laughs> now it's a now it's a buzzword. And and you know what? Ever since uh, 
I think it was John Oliver in his show on HBO where he uh, focused on 401k plans and his advisor on the 401k. And, and it just opened up this door. I started getting more and more people asking if, are you a fiduciary? Are you a fiduciary? And we could proudly say that we've been one all along. And I've had that uh, special designation accredited investment fiduciary since 2015, I think, or shortly after they even created the, the designation. Above all, I think that these new regulations on uh, fiduciary practice is is the right direction. I'm not a huge fan of the extra paperwork, but so be it. It is what it is. Our industry is riddled with extra paperwork, and that's just what right. we have to deal with. Right. But you know what it means to be a fiduciary? It just means that instead of on a, in a singular moment in time, you're doing the right thing, you're doing the right thing at all times. Mm. So I view it in every action that we take. You know, and I coach my advisors here, anything that you put into a document or an email or written advice or verbal advice, imagine that you're going to court around that topic and you're defending whatever you just said. And maybe that's over serious. Maybe that's stretching too far, but we just want to make sure that the advice that we're delivering always makes sense. It's always relevant and appropriate to that client. And while our industry is getting cleaner, it's getting better, there are still ways to fall into some financial traps. Sure. And you just want to make sure that you align yourself with the proper people. And in the end, I do believe that it's going to create a better product. I mean, when you work with a somebody that's committed to delivering that that outcome that that stands on all all legs, mm. you're going to end up with a with a more comprehensive more uh, customized financial plan. That's my viewpoint. Yeah, let's kind of walk through that plan. And I know you guys, you begin and end every conversation with the plan. And I know that's the heart of what you do is true financial planning. And so every client that comes in, a financial plan is the center point of that relationship. And so, and with that though, comes all of your years, over 15 years now, right, Stephen? That's so, uh, about that. And so it's just like, it's a long time of developing that process which that actually gives you the credibility to say, you know, we've walked through this process. It's been tried and true for now a good long period of time. Can you walk everybody through what you see are those key components in that process? I know that you guys have three broad steps that you walk through uh, as far as on, on getting documentation, getting going, and then also reviewing. But walk everybody through why it's, why it's really necessary to have that process. And then what are the different steps you see that folks need to have in their financial planning? Yeah, to oversimplify it, we've kind of boiled it into three steps. I mean, really, if you drill in, there's more There's more steps there. But, you know, the three simple things are helping you get organized, you know, just taking kind of wrapping a lasso around all of your financial life. That's the first big step. Then it's developing your financial plan. And then it's monitoring and, and maintaining that. And, and that can sometimes be the, the hardest and most important part, because the one thing I know about being in this industry for this long is the most volatile asset class that I work with is not an investment. It's a human being. <laughs> the human being is changing all the time. So we wanted to set up our process so we can evolve with that, those changes that our clients are making. So uh, to put it into you know, specific terms on how we work. A client comes in and we start with a, a fact-finding process, a kind of a get-to-know-you because our belief is 
there's no template. It's all customized. What what do you want to achieve? You know, one client could be on the precipice of retirement. Another client could be 20 years younger and worried about very different things. So we're, um, we take that customized approach before we even have a proposal of what the cost might look like for the financial planning engagement. We go through an extensive data collection process. And this is something that we changed probably six to seven years ago, where back then we would have kind of rough pricing and say, oh, yeah, this is your price before we would get information. Well, now we know uh, a little bit more about what we're doing because we want to make sure that we're not falling into any traps and it works both ways. So we want to make sure that that engagement is dialed in for exactly what you need. And, um, you know, that's, that's how that process works. Once we're into the financial plan, it's all about working with you on a collaborative basis to make sure that we're fine tuning it based on your specifications and your desires. And then finally we get to that end point where we deliver that, you know, blueprint that covers all those areas that you, that you wanted and our, um, our delivery, our output, I think the fate, our favorite um, piece that our clients take home with them is just an executive summary. I mean, cause when it comes down to it, most clients don't want to drive through 150 pages of pie charts and data points and all of that. That's our job to synthesize our way through that and tell you what's really meaningful. So we have this beautiful executive summary we put everything kind of on a one-page financial plan into a flowchart format and say, here's all your accounts, here's where the money is flowing, and here's your distributions for a retiree, for instance. And it just makes sense, everything right there mm-hmm. on one page. So our long-term clients, when they come back to see us, they say, don't show me anything, just pull up our flowchart. <laughs> and then we just spend we spend the whole meeting on the flowchart because it's got right. everything on there. That's kind of our uh, our coup de gras, our our claim to fame is is this uh, this one page kind of pretty picture that we build for our clients and and they come back for it every time. But but yeah, that's that's kind of the delivery. And then of course our maintenance with financial planning, we'd like to see our clients twice a year. So mm-hmm. you know once we build you a financial plan, the maintenance schedule is we update your plan in the spring. So we focus on those customized changes. And a lot of our clients may have bought a house or sold a house, um, maybe a business transaction, um, sending a kid off to college, or they're getting ready for retirement, whatever those changes might look like. We get to dive into the software, model them, and then show them their results, and then run through options, alternatives, et cetera. And then in the fall, we see you again, and that's where we get to dive into um, a couple new software partnerships that we have are with a tax software called Holista Plan, where we get to dive in and run scenario analysis on taxes, year-end tax planning ideas. And then usually in that fall meeting, we also do a dive into um, a software partnership with Wealth Wealth Inc. or Wealth.com. And that's a way to digitize your estate plan. So there's a nice visualizer tool using that software where Instead of having to pour through your 100 pages of your trust, we've digitized it for you, and now you get to review who your trustees are, your successor trustees, and everybody that's involved in your your estate planning arrangements, 
and make sure that that's uh, consistent in what you what you want. So um, that's the big picture of our entire process. I might have gone too far there with details, but uh, you asked about it, so I figured I'd lay it yeah. on you. I love the details. You know, so you and I have, have never talked about this. Whenever you get down to those meetings, they're scheduled twice a year for clients, right? Um, just for expectations for people. I, I have a lot of feedback from clients when they first come in with us. Is that something where that's scheduled and then you all, the, the firm, takes the initiative to contact the client, you schedule it, or is the client needing to get a hold of you to schedule that? That's a great logistical question. And in the last two to three years, we've kind of taken the dentist office approach where when we see you in the spring, we go ahead and schedule you for the fall just to put a put a stake in the ground. And maybe that date changes and the time changes when you get closer, but we like to stay uh, accountable to those dates and that way everybody can plan around it. Um, so we try to schedule in advance. We use uh, technology to the best of our abilities there to help create an atmosphere where you know, a service kind of sends you text message reminders and email appointments and all of those kind of things. So that process has been working wonderfully. And one note I want, I do want to make in the past, we have done as frequent meetings as quarterly. Hmm. And we've also done on the opposite side where people set up appointments on an ad hoc basis. Maybe we don't even see them once a year. Maybe it's every other, this new process, um, newer process where we see clients twice a year seems to be a sweet spot because there's enough going on in our clients' lives that there's relevant uh, things to talk about mm -hmm. in those meetings. And and at the end of the day, if somebody has to skip one of the two, they're still meeting once a year and getting a lot of good information and moving on with their life. So that's uh, that's been working for us. You had mentioned one of the riskiest aspects of a client's overall financial plan is not the market, but it's actually human behavior. And I think that there's an interesting study that's been going on for a number of years called behavioral finance, which actually deals with the deeper dive in the area of why do we make the decisions that we make. From your perspective, having the two me having the plan in place and then having a schedule of every six months having a meeting in the spring and the fall, um, how have you seen that help to actually kind of maybe spread out some of that risk or put the client at more at ease? Have you seen that that's actually affected outcomes? Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. Um, I guess I'd never thought critically about that, but you just saying that makes me think of just a couple examples of clients that were on the precipice of making poor financial decisions mm -hmm. and they have waited on those decisions. Oh, you know what? We've got a meeting with Colorado Wealth Group scheduled in three weeks, honey. Let's let's wait to decide on the second home, or you know, insert objective here, but uh, until that point in time. And then we have a conversation about it and realize that um, you know what, with rates where they are or whatever is happening in the world, you know, it may not make sense. So the sequence and cadence that we have our clients in seems to be benefiting that behavior gap, um, and they feel like they've got a resource to lean on and uh, help them avoid those pitfalls or potential potholes mm -hmm. in the road. Mm -hmm. You had mentioned a couple of other things. I know, I believe you guys use e-money as one of your primary uh, financial planning softwares. And uh, then you had mentioned also um, a number of different tools, including Holista Plan, um, which is a phenomenal resource as far as helping, helping you actually analyze tax returns. 
um, by incorporating technology um, into the process. Now, back in the day, I think maybe when I started, we had an abacus and we just slid the little things back and forth. The I'm not that old, but sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but anyway, it's so by using technology. Um, how has that actually played into being able to, with the client's level of understanding, with their increasing of their knowledge, so that they're in a better position to make wise decisions? So whenever you utilize technology, um, what are you seeing as far as outcomes of clients? I think it's, you have to be careful not to overdo it, um, yeah. because there can be a sense of overwhelm, you know, with with the, the, the delivery point. So what we try to do is... We do all the nerding out on our side, right? So we have all of these expensive technologies that we deploy, and then we get to ration the information that certain clients want to see. You might have a client that is incredibly detail-oriented. Maybe they're an engineer or similar, and they want to see the details and dive in. Great. We can give that to them because we've got this engine behind us. But then there's some clients that just want to see a one-page synopsis and and that's all well and good. But I think the overarching point that you're alluding to is technology is a game changer. And if you're not using some of these modern technologies, at the end of the day, you're going to get lapped by the competition. And uh, those clients are going to find those resources elsewhere. So yeah. our belief is, you know, if we're going to stay in business as, a, as an advisory firm and a financial planning firm, you have to stay relevant. You have to stay on the progressive side of technology and resources and stay invested in that. So um, I think it's important. Yeah, we've covered a lot of stuff today, Stephen. Can you kind of think through as we're kind of starting to wrap things down? Um, is there anything that we've not talked about or any point that you really think, hey, I'd love to emphasize this here at the end for everyone to really be aware of um, on whatever the topic may be, whether it be financial planning, whether it be um, you know, as far as with your firm, Colorado Wealth Group, or whether it be just on a general piece of overall direction or advice, anything you could think of that would be helpful for folks to hear? You know, the one thing that does come to mind, uh, I guess, because it's it's relevant uh, based on current experience, this summer has been a very busy summer for us. Mm. And I think it's because there's a lot of change going on. Um, I think with inflation on the rise mm. and kind of the, it seems like the tides are turning a little bit on what we've been used to in the last 10 to 12 years and think what the next 10 to 12 years might look like. Um, I just think that there's more complexity and more decisions to be made. And I, I just think the last point that I want to say to you is, you know, you can't underestimate the value of good advice, you know, mm. and, and that's at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do is just mm. be, a sounding board and a resource for clients that not to step into their affairs and tell them how to do everything, but to take away the pressure, take away the fear, the questions, and, you know, give back peace of mind and assurance that the decisions that they're making are leading to a more intentional life. Mm. That's, yeah. I just, I'm biased because this is what I do. I'm a financial planner and I love what I do. I love making an impact every day. And I think that more people could benefit from, from having a sounding board in, in terms of the work that we do. So um, that's what I got. That's so solid advice, Stephen. I mean, to be able to, um, for all folks to focus on two things there really is that 
to having the people that you can trust that have um, the education credentials that have the integrity behind them, but then also to have that dedicated process uh, to walk through and putting the plan together um, and do it together in partnership. It is a tremendous, uh, really kind of a roadmap for success and accomplishing great personal life goals. And so, uh, Stephen, thank you so much for the time you share with all of us today. Um, if you want to find more information out uh, about Stephen Harp and also as far as with his firm and the Colorado Wealth Group, uh, look in the show notes. We'll have links over to their website and uh, how you can get in touch with them. And, uh, and also there's a lot of information on their site uh, that you're going to find very helpful. So I'll definitely check those things out. And uh, thank you so much for spending time with us today on Great Decisions, Incredible Lives, Retire with Intention. It's truly about living a life of intention. Uh, that helps you to that spot of finding great joy and contentment in all that you do. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Thank you again for listening to The Great Decisions, Incredible Lives, Retire with Intention podcast with host John Creekmer. Follow us on social media, visit our website, and join our community of like-minded individuals redefining retirement and living incredible lives. Please leave us a review and share our podcast with others who may benefit. We wish you a future filled with purpose, fulfillment, and the joy of living your incredible life in retirement.